Hey, good evening. It's December 18th. Sabine here. This is the article I just published, Sparkling Jewels at the Midnight Hour. And before this video summary, I've already recorded the audio version. So that will be in the description box in addition to the article itself. So here we see a veiled, a portion of a veiled bride in an ancient depiction of a comet and its fiery debris tail. We're nearing the, the year's darkest and shortest days, known as the spiritual midnight hour, as the sun, our heavenly bridegroom, ends the heavenly circuit in the archer in Sagittarius. On December 21st, the winter solstice, where the sun visually stands still for three days. In the Archer constellation, forerunner Mercury and the beloved Venus continue to pave the way before the sun as evening stars. This week they mark out the Lord's heavenly arrows sharpened, stretched forth at the Archer's right arm, the brightest star, Numki. Mercury is positioned in the cloaked quiver, and we know that the Arrows are the children of the Lord. That's referenced in the Old Testament. We can see the veiled moon bride also approaching the bridegroom. Steadily in Virgo, then the altar of redemption Libra, then Scorpio in her overcoming phase, awaiting the reunion with the sun, December 23rd. Mindful of the second temple's cornerstone, having been laid and the light of the world, Jesus himself coming down, from heaven to indwell Mary's temple, the conception of Jesus, Kislev 24. We can see the past affirmations of Haggai's prophetic instruction to consider this day diligently. He mentions it twice. Jesus' birth, 9-11-3 BC, Mary gave birth to him, the sinless lamb, in the tower of the flock, the Migdal Tower, where the name Mary Magdalene is derived from where the priestly sacrificial lambs were tended to. One year and three months later, the Magi or the Parthian kings from the east found the Lord as a toddler, not a babe, in the subsequent year on what would become the first Christmas celebration. Of course, not the distorted version which the Catholic Church has introduced, but the gift giving by the Parthian kings to the newborn king. Marked in time and place at the time by the king planet Jupiter abiding above the young child's house, December 25th, 2 BC. Like these pilgrims of old, we may likewise rejoice in knowing that while the world is darkening both physically and spiritually, and the en enemy has attempted a hundred times over to cover up the joyful prophetic promises of the December month with all kinds of distortions. The Kislev month, the Christmas season, is still about the Lord. His coming as the light of the world at the time of his conception and then the first gift giving by the Magi from the East. His kingdom manifesting within his faithful remnant, watching, waiting prayerfully, and pursuing him wholeheartedly. And if you're unfamiliar with the study of the scriptures and the celestial signs pertaining to his birth, 
and the heavenly alignments and the signs which the Magi saw along the way as they moved from the kingdom of the east toward Jerusalem. Um, you can do, you can read that over here. And by the way, December 25th is another very interesting marker because remember that Herod um, had inquired where they would, uh, had inquired of them to report back to him where they had found the Lord. And the angel warned them to go back another way because a snare was laid up for them. So the concept of a snare being laid up for those who heed the official narrative by the official uh, government at the time, which was counter uh, Christ, counter God, counter faith, I uh, believe is an interesting and an important marker for us. Psalm 19 speaks of the sun ending its heavenly circuit. The sun as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, rejoicing as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it. And is, there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. So the Lord as a bridegroom makes an analemma, an H shape in the heavens. And the most southern point of that H shape trajectory um, is the winter solstice. Interestingly, the same logo used by FIVA has that same marker. And the World Cup actually looks like a meteor with a debris tail. So here is a really concise overview of the coming week. You can find all the scriptural references, the celestial references, all in one place. So the heavenly decorations for the coming week. Here we have asteroid Sirius in Virgo, another type of the heavenly Jerusalem. The moon aligning today with Spica, the first fruits, Zedek, or the branch, and then aligning with Arcturus, the brightest star in the constellation, Budis, the herdsman, as well. Budis, the harvester or herdsman, has a sharp sickle in his left hand and a staff in his right. So the alignment of the moon, the, the moon, Spica, and Arcturus today is a foreshadowing of the harvest ready to start. And then of course the moon will traverse to the position it had at the time of the Lord's birth and at Revelation 12 sign, entering into the four-cornered altar of redemption, Libra, now known as the scales, then the claws of Scorpio, and then overcoming the uh, tail stars of Scorpion to then conjoin with the sun December 23rd in the Archer. But beforehand, the comet K2 Panstar C2017 is going to be at perihelion tomorrow. So the trajectory of this particular comet is drawn out over here. And here we have that momentum of perihelion. We covered last time how that comet was in the Judgment Constellation Ara, the Judgment Altar, and has now entered into Pavo the Peacock. And I believe that is going to speak to us of a great shaking coming, all eyes aligning, and then a loud cry. 
So the perihelion momentum of K2 is when it will either prove to be steadfast and remaining intact and on course, or it can actually also um, be broken up because of the nearness uh, to the sun. So let's wait and see what tomorrow brings. But a little bit further in the article, I'm going to explain the prophetic meaning of the peacock constellation. So the sun is traversing the Milky Way, the fiery river in the area, which is known as the Celestial Golden Gate. Both Venus and Mercury are paving the way, uh, the same root word actually as Pavot, that peacock, um, on the ecliptic, Venus is aligning with the brightest star, Nunki in Sagittarius, and Mercury is a little bit further ahead under the cloak where the quiver of the archer is held. Underneath ar the archer, we see Corona Australis, the uh, southern crown, that is the crown which is bestowed to believers at the end of the race. So this area, the celestial, uh, celestial golden gate, is where the sun ends its yearly circuit in the heavens. This is where Comet K2 Penstars is right below the horizon. It has just departed from the Arak constellation, entering into Pavot, the peacock. The moon aligning with Comet 81P Wild, uh, tomorrow and the sun will enter into the constellation of the archer venus aligning with nunki the brightest star in sagittarius and mercury underneath the cloak section of the archer above uh, this beautiful alignment of course we have a couple of meteor showers which are like flashlights the lord is uh, shining forth for us to to grab our attention the leonid minorate meteor showers the little lion that was also a topic remember in the movie melancholia the little leo so in that movie we saw the coming together of the moon and mars the bride and michael preceding the uh center stage of that little boy uh, so we have the moon and Mars coming together, then the Geminid meteor shower, the wedding, and then we had that little Leo referring to this uh, meteor shower. Little Leo, Leo Minor, sleeping together with two bears, the big one, Ursa Major, and a small one, Ursa Minor. And an Ursa Minor is currently a meteor shower as well. So that is the small sheepfold or the little flock that is the bridal company which is completely encompassed by draco the dragon the moon at the altar of redemption libra mercury is distanced uh, to its magna uh, to its maximum from the sun in the eastern direction and on december 23rd it will actually be at its brightest so the lord is making sure that we are looking to the forerunner. So we have in this week's celestial signs, we have a midnight marker, a spiritual midnight, the winter solstice. We have a P 
potential loud cry signaled by the comet, we have the forerunner rising to its highest point. And we have prophecies with regard to a great shaking coming before the desired sun uh, comes. And of course, the onset of judgment and the Lord's instruction to hide in our chambers for the overpassing indignation. So the scriptures are in harmony with what we see in the heavens. The December solstice, the sun visually resting or standing still in the celestial golden gate. The Ursa meteor shower, the little flock, the bridal flock, completely encompassed by the dragon. We have his full attention, but so does he have ours. So we are here to take spiritual authority over what he is doing. The moon at perihelion, closest to the sun, December 23rd. Then Mercury rises to its highest altitude in the evening sky. The new moon, the Echad phase of the sun and the moon coming together in the constellation Sagittarius. The conjunction of the moon and Mercury subsequently. Mercury at dichotomy, meaning its half phase. So we see a division of the forerunner. And the moon at perigee, meaning closest to the earth, so the moon will appear larger than normal. And then, of course, uh, before the conjunction with Mercury, the moon will also conjoin with Venus. Now, as we shared in the previous video, the Aquila Comet as a crown jewel, Comet C 2022 E3, Aligning with the Northern Crown's main asterism boundaries from December 15th to 30th. That is the semicircle next to the constellation Budis, the harvester we just saw. The Lord is reminding us to hold on tightly to our, our crowns through the scriptures, the spirit, but especially through the heavens. Revelation 3.11, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man or woman take thy crown. Revelation 5.10, And thou hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. The same promise and uh, provision made to Philadelphia. Ezekiel 16.12, And I put a jewel on thy forehead, and earrings in thine ears, and a beautiful crown upon thine head. Malachi 3.17, And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day, when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them, as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Hey, welcome to part two. Hey, welcome back to part two. The provision given in Malachi 3.17, that the Lord will spare his jewels, as he spareth his own son that serveth him. So this is the response in faith, love, and obedience of those who will escape all things which will come upon the earth and be part of that bridal company. So the Aquila Comet, we have covered it before. Let's recap briefly. Starting at the right wing of the eagle, then into 
sickness, David's harp, Hercules, now entering into Corona Borealis. Then going down to the serpent at the time of the Antichrist crowning, and now in between December 15th and the 30th, it's going to be within the main asterism lines of Corona Borealis. I believe the Lord is both showing us the promise of that victory crown, but also instructing us to hold fast to what we have. December 19th, Comet K2 at Perihelion. Comet C2017 K2 Pen Stars, K2 in short, having entered the constellation Pavo, Peacock, or the Peafowl, from the previous constellation, the Judgment Altar of Ara, comes closest to the sun tomorrow, December 19th, at Perihelion, the fiery hole from the Judgment Altar, provided it maintains its strength and brightness, may mark a loud midnight cry and an accompanying shaking true to its current position. So the eyes on the feathers, they also look like a comet and a debris tail to me. The trajectory of the comet and the perihelion point, the point closest to the sun in the peacock constellation. The sun in the celestial golden gate above the southern crown, Corona Astralis, the wreath, the uh, victory crown laid up, oh, sorry, the crown of righteousness laid up for us at the end of our race. Paul speaks to that, speaks about that in the letter to Timothy. This is where K2 is. Uh, station. So this is the moment when it's closest to the sun, December 19th. And here we have that uh, Stephanus crown, Corona Astralis, the crown of righteousness being laid up. So this is the midnight hour marker in the year, the darkest days of the year, both physically and what we see now is that the spiritual darkness is increasing. Uh, Alar 2. And from the uh, chapter we covered in the previous video, Isaiah 60, we know that in the greatest spiritual darkness, we are called to arise and shine. So we have spiritual darkness. We have the forerunner to the groom coming to its greatest elevation the coming week. We have this potential K2 comet and the cry of the peacock. We're going to read later that that has to do with a shaking and inducing fear. So we have all the markers for the midnight cry in the heavens. So because the comet is below uh, the horizon, I just removed it on Stellarium. So you can see where it is situated at the moment of perihelion. The, uh, of course, the uh, flying peacock looking just like a comet and the debris tail. Don't think that's a coincidence. After its close approach to the solar bridegroom and mirroring its location in Pavo, K2 may issue a peacock's loud cry at spiritual midnight to awaken the foolish from their slumber and shake the wayward and the lost out of an even deeper spiritual sleep. 
In between Pavo and the Sun, we saw that heavenly wreath, Corona Australis, marking the end of the believer's race. If you'd like to read more about that, you can pick up this previous article. Paul makes reference to this crown in 2 Timothy 4, 8. We can find uh, general scripture references to the peacock in uh, chapters pertaining to uh, King Solomon and as uh, as well as Job 39.13. So the general references related to the peacock is that of riches, splendor, beauty, having eyes round about. And of course, uh, there's a connotation of pride and a, a fleshly appearance as well. Job 39.13 speaks of the goodly uh, wings of the peacock. And the word goodly to me also resonated with the almond tree, the model of the menorah, the tree of life. And uh, of course, the menorah has a direct tie-in to this season of the Maccabean Hanukkah as well. K2's encounter with the sun. From second Passover, the blood moon in Libra onward, we can see the trajectory of K2 from the foot of the cross in Aquila's left wing. So we saw the um, E3 comet, uh, the Aquila comet originating from the right wing. This one originates from the left wing into the constellation Pavo or Pavo, where it draws closest to the sun tomorrow. K2 pan stars underneath the northern cross sickness at the foot of the cross underneath the wing of the eagle the left wing entering into Ophiuchus disappearing underneath the horizon into Lupus into Ara the judgment altar and now entering into Pavol the peacock The alignment with the sun and the ugly ones of Zelensky <laughs> and uh, our Prime Minister Rutter, uh, whose name actually uh, really strongly resonates with a rotten mark. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> can't help myself. A shaking to align all eyes. Now watch and listen in the video below how prior to the peacock's tail opening and his loud cry being issued, an actual shaking takes place after which all the eyes of the comet feathers align properly. Resonating with Haggai's 2, Haggai 2's ninth month, prophecy of a shaking coming prior to the desired sun and the onset of judgment. And of course, the references to Zerubbabel being given the signet ring, which is the type of the bride. A second witness, Isaiah 26, verses 17 to 21, resonates strongly with the December 17, 21st time frame also, as he speaks of believers spiritually resting in their chambers amidst overpassing indignation at the onset of judgment as the Lord comes out of his place. So we have two stations in the heavens where the Lord actually rests at the summer solstice and the winter solstice and he comes out of his place but the winter solstice is the end of the circuit 
A loud cry, remember, is noted at the time of deliverance, just like the groomsman's call to the virgins in Matthew 25, verses 6 to 13. The time of deliverance, the, the crying out of the woman with child with the testimony of the Lord. Verse 20, come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place. The winter solstice is the sun's winter resting place as well as a marker for spiritual midnight. He's coming out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. Matthew 25, 6. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. We're so familiar with those verses. The majestic display of the peacock, him opening up his feathers, a shaking. When you don't expect it, he's going to cry. you can listen to the rest by clicking on the article. The Bride, the Branch, and the Harvester's Son. Just prior to K2 reaching perihelion in Pavol, the thin crescent or the veiled moon aligns with Spica in Virgo and Arcturus in Bodhis above the harvester or herdsman. He has a sharp sickle in his left hand, resonating with Revelation 14. The angel coming out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So we have a couple of sections in the heaven where a sickle is displayed. Of course, the head asterism of Leo is an entire uh, sickle, uh, the head and the chest of Leo, but this is also an important marker of Buddhis, the, harvest, the harvester or the herdsman. And the moon aligning with Spica, the first fruits, and Arcturus tomorrow. We also discern that asteroid Ceres, the grain brought forth, or Jesus brought forth, is a witness to the lunar alignment of uh, with Spica and Arcturus. If we then count three to five days from the proposed conception in Haggai 2, 9.24, knowing that it takes three to five days for a fertilized egg to be implanted in the womb usually. And the womb is associated in scripture with a barn or the heavenly storehouses. This may provide us insight regarding the prophetic timing of the seeds of faith entering the heavenly Jerusalem in the last days of Kislev as well. So we have asteroid Ceres and uh, in aligning with Zavi Java, the gloriously beautiful, in Virgo, we have the moon being birthed out of the upper body, aligning with Arcturus, the harvester, Buddhis, uh, with the sickle in his left hand, the staff in his right. This is where the Aquila comet is now the floating jewel in the northern cloud. So this is the third uh, 
drawing on the heavily black board. It's like the Lord writing with his fingers on the blackboard of heaven. V2, a camel ride to the king. Comet C, 2020 V2ZTF, traversing the constellation Camelo Cordalis from December 12th to tomorrow, December 19th. Just like Rebecca's final wilderness wanderings on her way to meet Isaac. The comet originated in the constellation Coma Bernices. That is where the man-child is hidden. So the mother seated with a toddler on her lap. That is a direct tie back to that momentum when the Parshan kings, the Magi of old, found the Lord. So from December 12th to December 19th, we can see the traversing of Camelo Pardalis by the comet. And then from its onset in Coma Bernices, the comet traversing through Ursa Major, we now know as the Big Bear. Biblically, it is Elijah's wagon, the larger sheepfold. Through the dragon's tail. So the great red dragon, that is the follow-up of the Revelation 12 sign, casting down a third of the stars. The comet from the tail of the dragon will enter into Camelo Cardalis, December 12th to December 19th. to then enter into the king constellation Cephas below. Upside down as we speak, but nonetheless. So, thanks for watching and a blessing on your day.